I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Oh, today on Exploring the Prophetic, we have one of my favorite people, John Bevere. And I love John. If you don't know who he is, he's an international speaker. He's known for this incredible, bold, uncompromising approach to God's word. He's a best-selling author, and he's especially known for his books. But his messages position people how to know God intimately and live empowered by his real grace. And him and his wife, Lisa, have been married for over 30 years, and they're the founders of Messenger International Ministry. And it's really committed to developing uncompromising followers of Christ who transform the world. He totally strengthens local church, but he also goes beyond the church, which is beautiful. But he has been putting his uh, materials into tens of millions of pastors and leaders' hands who are developing in the nations, which is just amazing. He's in Colorado, Rockies with Lisa and their four sons. Uh, I, I won't name all their sons, but all four of their sons are beautiful adults. One is married, two are getting married, and I just think that's amazing. And so his wife and him are just de- dear, dear people to my heart. And I just think of John, when I think of him, I think of a father who is in the church right now, who's normal and empowering both the power of God's nature and people, but also he's empowering people to have a really transformative perspective in the world around them, which is huge. And that's, it's a huge thing to want to go outside of the, the church walls and see God, what God can do and what God wants to do. And we've had some conversations that have been so beautiful and I know you're going to love our conversation today, but one of the reasons why I wanted to invite John on the show, just obviously I just read you his bio and talked to you about who he is. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show is because I really believe that leaders like John who've heard from God, if they hadn't have heard from God and what they're doing, they wouldn't have been as far. They wouldn't have come as far. They wouldn't have had the acceleration to really do the greater things that are in their hearts and in their world around them. And I think that some of the things that John's done recently, we've seen him appear all over the place in different ways and raising millions of dollars for uh, charity organizations and empowering leaders all over the world in all these things, he wouldn't have become that if he hadn't heard from God. So we're going to ask him some of the stories, like when did God speak and what were some of the decisions that you changed your mind on that God spoke to you about? So we can hear, like, what does it take to process our relationship with God and hearing God's voice? And and then also, what does that look like? And so I think John's a perfect person to ask these questions for. I hope you enjoy our interview. I know it's amazing. So please listen to a few words as we sponsor this podcast through Bulls Ministries. Words of knowledge are such a confusing topic until you understand the biblical framework about them. They appear over 60 times in scriptures in both Old and New Testament, and it's so practical and understanding God's heart and mind when you just get it. So I wrote a book called God's Secrets, how to develop a lifestyle of walking in words of knowledge. I want to encourage you to get the book. It's on audiobook. It's an ebook. You can also get the course. But if you go on this journey with us, something's going to happen inside of you where you're going to find yourself knowing what's in God's heart and relating those thoughts in everyday situations. And people are going to respond to you very differently. You're going to create opportunities and choices that didn't exist before hearing from God this way. 
Come on the journey of knowing God's mind, his intentions for the world around you. It'll change you and it'll change your friends and family. www.bullsministries.com. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. My name is Sean Bowles, and I'm here today with one of the leaders in our generation that inspires me the most. I don't know if you've read his newest book, Killing Kryptonite, but it's amazing. And this is John Bevere. Welcome to the show. Sean, I am so, so honored to be on this program with you because Lisa and I, we love and respect you so very much. And just thank God for what you're doing for the body of Christ. Well, I, I think I love you a whole lot more because I've known of you longer than you've known me. So that, that means I get extra points. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it. But okay, really... everybody, we have a mutual fan club here. So <laughs> just true. put up with that for the first couple <laughs> seconds here. It's okay. true. We haven't spent that much time together. And I just absolutely, I mean, I've read your books for years and you've just been a part of our, my actually not just my my immediate family with my wife, but my parents and, and just growing up, just you guys have been a fixture in our lives spiritually for a long time. And I just think it's so... Sean, can I just say that I'm in awe of the gift of God? <laughs> you know, I real, I, no, seriously, I, I know my life. I know my upbringing in the sense of I, I, I was uh, one of those that were weak and, you know, not, not smart. And, you know, the ones that Paul says, not many mighty, not many noble. Well, I, I fit that bill. But then I look at God's gift, and, and you're just in awe of it. And um, I look at it on your life, and you know, I was just getting my teeth cleaned this morning, and the the lady was talking to me, and she was like, "I'm so you have touched so many people, yada yada." And I said, "Hey, wait a minute! It's the gift of God. That gift is not yeah. for me. It's for everybody else." And I said, "What would my teeth be like if you didn't have the gift of God on your life to do what you're doing in my mouth right now?" And so, you know, I, I am so grateful for all the gifts. I look at some moms, I look at business people, and I, 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 Sean, I'm in awe of the gifts that God has placed in people's lives. Well, it's interesting because I love, this is going to be more of a current affair thing, but I don't know if you read about Jeffrey, um, oh, I just lost his na last name, but he's one of the Cosby Show actors that's been going around the media currently right now. And, uh, and he was working at Trader Joe's and some people shamed him, did job shaming for him for who he was that he's no longer an actor and they were saying, and this made national news and there's certain news channels that began to shame him and said, look at this actor who's now just a Trader Joe's worker. And he stood up and he had the most noble thing to say. And he actually happens to be a Christian. He said, you know, this is honest work and for honest people, and this should be celebrated. And I'm so, I'm so ashamed of our country for going into job shaming because you're not just shaming me. You're shaming all these respectable people. And I felt like it was one of those moments in time that you're speaking out of a place of honor that is a prophetic moment or a, or a declaration moment to say, you're worth it. You're valuable. What you're doing is important. And what's funny is Tyler Perry ended up seeing that and ended up hiring him back as an actor just overnight after this whole thing broke. And so he got hired yesterday by Tyler Perry for some of his new movies, which is amazing. But it's that kind of principle that when you give honor to what God's doing, even in the common places, like the woman who's brushing her teeth, brushing your teeth, <laughs> cleaning your teeth, cleaning my what, teeth. What, yeah. How, yeah. Hopefully don't have to get another shot your teeth. of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. we'll that out. I got it. <laughs> but the woman who's, who's cleaning your teeth, you know, all of a sudden you have this place where you build in people that, that connection of who they are and their identity, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, you know what? Um, I remember I was birthing Ishmael ministries back in the early or mid eighties. And um, it was horrific. Uh, my wife, uh, I was making a, a four CD set 
and it's called Power to Produce Undeniable Evidence. (laughs) So anyway, um, my wife falls asleep on the front row and her best friend was in such (laughs) deep sleep that she was, she was drooling. Okay. And, and so, you know, after Ishmael, you know, we put it to rest and I got submitted to, in my church, um, you know, the, the one day I was cleaning out my garage and I found the master tape of when I put my wife to sleep and I oh went gosh. to throw it in the garbage and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, Sean, and said, don't throw it away. I was like, wow. God, that is horrific. I said, nobody should ever hear that message again. That was Ishmael. And God spoke to me and he said, I want you to keep it because I want you to know always how bad you are without me. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, can I tell you, I've hung on to that for years. You know, when you know, when, you know, when people are like, "Oh, that message was amazing. Yeah. You touched so many people tonight." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know what it was like when I had no, I was putting people to sleep." So, there's a lot <laughs> of stories in there. Zero that, entitlement. Sean. Zero entitlement. I yeah, love that. Yes. Well, yes. We can play that at yes, your, like, your 70th birthday. <laughs> I'd say this is where he came from. Just kidding. Without God, this is who John is. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me this because we're exploring the prophetic on this show and we don't have that much time, unfortunately, because it's such a short show and I want to hear your whole story. But in the context of the show, um, I love how even you guys got to Colorado because you said it was one of the favorite times you ever heard from him. So tell us a little bit about Colorado. So it was one of the most amazing encounters. Um, we, we were buying land in Florida for Messenger International. And one of my board members just off the cuff said, have you prayed if you're supposed to stay in Orlando? Because, you know, we had been there for 12 years. Wow. And I said, no. So I had our whole team fast and pray for a day. And God just spoke to me and said, you're leaving. Well, when he said you're leaving, my very, very closest friend had a church in North Carolina. And I was like, okay, we're going to North Carolina. So I actually went up to uh, put money down on a lot in North Carolina. Wow. And I was in the Philippines, in, and this was September of 1988, and I saw the city in North Carolina, and I felt like I was going to throw up. And I called my wife and I said, we're not supposed to move to North Carolina. She said, no, I know we're not supposed to. So I just oh, wow. hung up that phone. So then um, a few weeks later, I was in Cologne, Germany. And I was walking back and forth on the floor, praying in my hotel room, and the Holy Spirit said, and this was, this was October the 8th. I, it's amazing how I remember all these dates. But the Holy Spirit said, within 30 days, you're going to know where I'm sending you. Mm. And I'm like, why don't you just tell me now? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so funny. But anyway, uh, I'd forgotten that, Sean, just completely forgotten that he said that to me. So November 4th comes, and I walk outside at 5.30 a.m. like I had done every morning to pray on the golf course in our backyard. And I literally walk onto the cart path. You know, it's completely pitch black. It's 5.30. And the Holy Spirit starts saying, I want you to move your ministry to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I was like, what? What? I have never even stepped foot in Colorado (laughs) Springs in my entire life. I don't know anybody in Colorado. What? What? And 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 literally for 40 minutes, I can't shake this. And so finally I said, okay, I know one guy, and that's Ted Haggard. He wrote a book and he will have to look at me. I'd never met Ted Haggard in my entire life. He'll have to look at me and say, you need to move your ministry to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I said, if that happens, then I'll do it. Wow. And, I, and, and, and suddenly the burden just lifts off me. 
So um, we ended up going, Lisa and I, going to Colorado Springs two months later just to say, let's just go check it out. Well, Ted was in, in Singapore. And I was like, do you see, we are birthing an Ishmael movie. This is ridiculous. But let me back up here. That morning when I came in from prayer, I said, okay, Lisa, you and I have felt that we're supposed to move Messenger International to another city. And I said, I want to know what city God's put in your heart. And I said, I don't care if it, and this is the exact words out of my mouth. I don't care if it's Buffalo, New York. I don't care if it's Indianapolis, Indiana. You just tell me the city. And she said, John, I can't shake it. But the only city I can think of for the last two months is Colorado Springs, Colorado. Wow, that's you guys haven't even dropped. talked about and, it. Right, we hadn't even, that's why we said, we're going to go check it out two months later. Well, he was in Singapore. I thought, this is the biggest Ishmael. So I went back home and I started buying another piece of property in Orlando. I said, I, I cried to my board. I said, guys, I don't even think I know how to hear from God anymore. This is ridiculous. So January, this would be the, the next month. I get my cell phone rings, it's a strange number, and it was the voice of Ted Haggard. Oh, wow. And he said, John, I know you've published Beta Satan with my book at, at the same publisher. I'm coming to Orlando, and I would love to have lunch with you. And I was like, okay, great. So he comes to Orlando, Lisa and I and Ted and his associate have a, a three-hour three lunch. And in like the, a marathon at lunch. The end, towards the end of that lunch, yes, it was amazing. The, you know... He goes, you're supposed to move your ministry to Colorado Springs, Colorado. <laughs> and wow. I'm, my jaw drops, and my response was, well, I have to pray about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is how slow, how slow JB is. But anyway, um, he said, look, why don't you come visit? Your kid's spring break. Come see Colorado and experience the church. I said, well, you know, they got Easter break. It's, it's yeah, we'll come Easter week. He said, good, you can preach Sunday night. So I preached on the fear of the Lord, and people in that church didn't leave. There were a group of people. When I say group, there was an amount of people that stayed there until sunrise. The, the wow. presence of God fell so strong. So we left, went to a restaurant, and he said, John, John, you've got to come to this church. You have a revelation of the fear of the Lord, and I don't. And my church needs this. Wow. And so um, the next day, we're driving up to the ski slopes because I wanted to take Lisa and all my boys skiing. And my administrator called and said, your house just sold. It, it wasn't even on the market, Sean. It, we had taken it off the market. The realtor forgot to pull the lockbox off. Another realtor came in, showed the people the house. It was an absolute mess, and they bought it. It was only the <laughs> second house in the entire area that sold in nine months. Oh my so my gosh. wife looks at me on the way to the ski slope, and she said, well, it looks to me... Oh, no, she, she says to me... This is what she said to me. This is a long time ago. This is almost 20 years ago. She said, John, what's it going to take... When, when, when the administrator called and said, your house just sold yesterday on Easter Sunday. She said, what's it going to take? I said, I think we're moving to Colorado Springs. And two months later, we were here. Well, thank God for, for wives, right? <laughs> wives yes. are here from God. Yes. That's <laughs> the best. Absolutely. Wow. So, I mean, I, I like this story for a number of reasons. Obviously, I love it just because it's your story. But also, there's people who are listening who are trying to figure out how to navigate. And it's so easy to get into the place of unbelief with what God's told you, even though... A lot of it, I'm sure, involves other processes and things you're trying to hear from God. But here, you know, God is so good in his nature to prove over and over and over and help you into 
the best decision of your life, probably. And it also affected, I'm sure, your boys. I mean, raising them in Colorado was probably a completely different experience than Orlando or North Carolina. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. they're so and, fully formed now. Oh, our, our kids got so healthy when we moved here. It's amazing. I, I, I say obedience protects our children. Wow. And, um, you know, I remember one time, you know, I was just really scared for my children because, you know, I heard the devil. I literally heard him say so-and-so's, you know, son was electrocuted and killed. So-and-so buried two of his children. So-and-so buried his child. And I remember screaming, they are not my boys. They are God's and God, they're yours. You can do whatever you want with them, but devil, you're never killing them. And I remember that fear left my life. And God showed me shortly after he said, son, your obedience is the ultimate protection for your children. Wow. And I watch it, how our, our sons blossomed in Colorado Springs. Now I want to, I really want to encourage our listeners because you and I are both, we're always trying to help people, right? With our stories. Yeah. But I want to, I want to tell you, you folks something, and I want you to listen carefully. God showed me so clearly and Lisa so clearly, but a year later I called my wife and said, what in the world are we doing in Colorado Springs? It was rough the first couple years, wow. but now we've been here 20 years. And I can honestly say, I know that I know that I know God told us to move here. And I want to, I want to cite a scriptural example. You know, Paul tries to go to Asia. He's forbidden the Holy Spirit. He tries to go to another place. He's forbidden. Then he had the Macedonian dream and they determined the Holy Spirit was speaking them through that dream that they were to go to Macedonia. He goes and he preaches one message in Macedonia and he's arrested. And, you know, if you're always looking for everything to be peaches and cream because you heard the <laughs> yeah. voice of God and went somewhere, it's not always that way. And that's where your faith does get tested. <clears throat> that is so good. I just feel like that's the hardest part about hearing from God is that we're living in a contradiction at times or we're living in a, a, a natural phenomenon where we're waiting for spiritual realities to align or whatever, you know, and it's just a lot of people don't have the endurance for it. We watch that in LA a lot because people moved to Los Angeles for their career or to see God do something huge as far as Christians. They feel appointed to the entertainment industry or whatever. And then they just don't have the endurance for it. And they'll leave within a year. And I'm like, if you're not willing to come and actually hear God and obey for a season, like may, it may take five or 10 years because it does take the average director, producer, scriptwriter, actor, seven years to actually get established. So a lot of Christians are looking to bypass process. And so I think I apply that to a lot of different genres where it's like, part of the prophetic doesn't, it's not to help us to bypass processes. It helps us to hear God's voice and walk with him in the process. And a lot of people are just not willing to yeah. go through that and actually see a greater result because they don't want to pay that price. So it's, it's so beautiful that you guys did it in Colorado. Um, tell me this. And the other thing, oh, Sean, the, the, and, and let me just put a cap on this and then we go to the next question. But the, until I, I didn't like Colorado. I, I'm a I'm a water guy. I was raised mm. on the on the water. I, I I would have been very happy in Southern Cal, but come um, <laughs> un, until oh really come on until until I said okay God, you've put me here and I'm going to delight myself here and I'm going to plant here. Until I said that, I didn't enjoy here like I do now. Once I made the decision to plant, I absolutely so love Colorado. Yeah, it is because so if you don't really bloom important. where you plant it, God can't trust you with any other land. It's just so important. You, you, you know what? You know what the Lord said to me one day? 
Um, I was so almost proud of the fact that I stopped complaining because I realized, <laughs> you know, complaining is one of the top five that kept the children of Israel out of the wilderness. And one day I said, God, why is complaining so bad? And he said, because it's an affront to my character. It tells, it says to me, God, I don't like what you're doing in my life. And if I were you, I would do it differently. Wow. So we, you know, started disciplining. We had small children at the time, our kids for complaining. We said, it's rebellion. And if you complain, you're going to be disciplined for rebellion. And I'm going to tell you something, that really worked. But anyway, um, I was so proud of the fact that I wasn't complaining. And I remember I woke up on a fast one day and the Holy Spirit said, I do hear the complaints in your heart. And I went, whoa. And I, I literally got out of that bed straight to my knees and said, God, forgive me for complaining in my heart. And if you're married, you know, and let's say you're going through a little tough season and you know you know in your heart God puts you with that spouse. But if you start complaining, this is what complaining is. Have you ever seen one of those water slides? How fast people go down? That's complaining. Wow. And giving thanks is like climbing stairs. So it takes 60 seconds to slime, climb up to the top of that really tall water slide, but it takes two seconds to get to the bottom. So true. So complaining accelerates you're going backward, but Thanksgiving steadily increases the blessing of God on your life. Now, I'm glad you, you spoke that core truth because when you're talking about even complaining, when, when you reflect in your natural relationships, if there's complaining going on or if there's a place of dissatisfaction, then ultimately that, that comes in my mind to our place in God. And like you in Colorado, when you were complaining, there's a place you're going, is this really worth it? Is this really where I want to be? Is this really what I want? And, and there's that place of surrender. My wife and I talk about it a lot because a lot of the things we've had to do since we've been married, we had a baby who had colic right away. Like we literally got pregnant, I think six weeks after we got married, we were trying not to. Then we have a baby for a year who's you know, colic. And then we have her dad dies and then her grandpa dies. Then we have a guy in the church die in the church. Crazy stuff oh. happened. And I remember just both of us looking at each other going, you know, the measure that we complain is the measure we're actually resisting walking with God in this season, like really walking with him, really hearing his thoughts, hearing his heart for us. And I remember one time I was complaining just in my head about Cherie and I went down a list and I had a, and I had a list and then God said, so what's the list of things that she's done for you and in your life? And I was like, Oh, I don't want to look at that list right now. <laughs> I'm really happy with my list, you know? And I went through the, the gratitude list, like you're talking about, and there's just no room to complain anymore. I was like, the measure of what she's sacrificed and done and who she is so outweighs any negative thought that I could take them all captive in that moment. I just feel like if you're going to hear from God, if you're going to practice a lifestyle of really listening to God, complaining actually not only is it a slippery slide, but it actually blocks your ability to hear from God because you're focused on the wrong thing because you have to train your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's amazing. In the story of marriage book, Lisa and I have the exact same story, but I don't want to repeat it because you just said it so well. No, I love it. What, which book the, is the story of marriage? The, the book that Lisa and I wrote. Oh. And I was just so upset. At, That's one we have not read. We got to read that so one. I was so upset at Lisa. And God said, I want you to thank me for one thing of, about Lisa. And this was in our really troubled years. This was years and years ago, about 20 years ago. And I, I was like, well, she's a good cook. And she's. And then I said, <laughs> God thanks that she's so pretty. And then I said, and Lord, thanks that she's such a good mom. And all of a sudden, all this stuff I started being grateful for, for Lisa starts rolling out of my mouth. And I go, you are an absolute wow. jerk. And I went back to the house and I said, 
honey, you are this and this and this. And it totally broke the fight that we were in. I mean, it was amazing. And it really was a breakthrough for us. So yeah, Thanksgiving is so important. Well, perspective, yeah. yeah. Perspective is, to me, I think one of the keys of why people are afraid of those who hear from God is because a lot of times it leans towards bad theology and bad perspective. And it doesn't lean towards God actually helped me to love better. God actually helped me to make better decisions. It actually equals God helped me to become a cult leader. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, if you look at the big picture of like what people see on TV or in movies or a lot of the how hearing God's voice is portrayed is through like horror movies or through weirdness and not through like life and through actually stability. And that's one of the things that we've always tried to explore here. And I love that you guys are such representatives of just believers who hear God and he's powerful. It's not that you're hearing powerfully. He's powerfully being, you know, wanting you to be heard. And it's so beautiful how you've walked it out because of that, which is awesome. Well, tell me this, tell me one of the riskiest things you've ever done in hearing God's voice. Oh my goodness. I'll never forget this one. (laughs) So I'm on a, I'm on a plane and I'm sitting next to a woman and her daughter. And um, she's telling me, I'm asking about you know, her life, and she said that her husband's a judge, and he had done something unknowingly. It was wrong, he didn't realize it, and he was sentenced for three years, and she was flying up to see him in the federal penitentiary. And when she started talking about it, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, tell her that her husband will be home with her in 30 days. And Sean, yeah, that's an oh wow. I'm like, I am not doing this. No, I mean, this could be devastating. If I said something like this, and this man's in jail for the three years he's supposed to serve, I'm like, no, I'm not saying anything. Well, gently, gently, it just, the Holy Spirit just wouldn't let up. And it was gentle, Sean. I could have, I could have walked off that plane and not said nothing. So I'm fighting this the whole trip and, and the pl- plane finally touches down. Actually, it was, I think it was Dallas is where the federal penitentiary, I don't know, it was either Chicago or Dallas. I just looked at her and I said, ma'am, I just need you to know I'm a minister of the gospel and God has just spoken to me because he still speaks to his people. And I said, God told me to tell you that your husband's gonna be home with you in 30 days. She just looked at me, okay? Wow. She didn't like say anything. And so I happened to give her how to contact me. I think it was uh, an email address. Yeah, it was. And so um, four months later, I get an email from her. And she's like, within 30 days, my husband was released. They reversed the decision. He is with me, and I am back in church. And I was like, oh, God, thank you so much. But, you know, it, it literally caused that family to turn back to God. And, but, so you know, I, I, I just want to caution people, you know, just, you know what I do, Sean, is I look at my heart and I ask a question. I love what you do. You share with me what you do. And I know you've probably shared it in the program, but I look at my heart and I say, okay, is my heart completely neutral? Am I seeking to gain anything beneficial off of this? Do, do I have an ulterior yeah. motive that's selfish in this? And I check all of that because we know our hearts. You know, the Bible says the heart's deceitful. That's Old Testament. We're New Testament. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a new nature. And we can, we can know what's in our hearts in the New Testament. I, so I disagree with people who say you can't know what's in your heart. But anyway, I look and I honestly ask these questions. 
And if I know there is zero, zero reason, I'm not trying to improve my ego, I'm not trying to boast my confidence in, in being a preacher or some. If I know that this is all okay, I know God wants this person to hear us, then I release it. And that's one of the ways I check myself before I give a word. That is such a good checks and balance because I do feel like one of the questions that we get often on this show is how do I know um, that it's not my thoughts? And it, then they'll, they'll give the scenario. And a lot of times it's like, I wanted to get married really bad and I felt like God showed me who my husband was and then he got married. Those kinds of things were, and that's what you just said really addresses that or answers that when you have an invested interest, a lot of times you're going to need your community, your family, your friends, and then also just wisdom versus just going Lone Ranger. I I always laugh at, at not, I don't laugh at those scenarios, but laugh in the sense of what I believed in in the past when, you know, like a lot of times people teach it's either God your own inner voice or the devil. And I always add one more category. It could be your hormones. You know, it could be, could be your interests. And so especially if you're single, you know, and so a lot of people have not, not taught that, but I mean, I've taught that many, many times because I'm around a lot of, you know, young single people who are like, God showed me. And I'm like, or your hormones that I'm not sure which one, I don't know who I trust in you right now. That is so but, funny. Uh, but it's so key because, you know, <laughs> thank you. And so it's so key though, because there's this place inside of us that, if we learn how to distinguish his voice in the context of how he loves to speak within the context of our own mind, our own thoughts, we're going to change the world. And I love that you were willing to just say that to that woman because ultimately if, if he didn't get released after 30 days, it's not a bad witness to try and love her and do that. And she'll probably just think you're a crazy minister or something, but that doesn't just cut off Christianity. But if, if you, you know, and of course you have a responsibility to track and keep track of things and whatever, but, um, but but if it does happen, like in this case, it actually causes not only her and her husband's life to change, but they have that story now. My husband, you know, I met this man on the airplane. God sent him to us. You know, just what a beautiful story that in my our time of greatest need, when we felt the most discouragement, we heard a voice. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for being a voice, you know, of just his love. So you know, and that. I think, I think re- the real reason I gave her my email address after I gave her that word was not because I wanted to hear... This is this is the this is the raw truth, because I wanted to hear the testimony. I wanted to be able to be able to minister to her if he didn't come home after the thirty days. I wanted to say, no, hey, I'm so it's sorry. Fair. It was me. I just, I'm, you know, you know, just to be able to pick her back up. But you know, that's that's. <laughs> I love the vulnerability of that. I mean, that's like real. I I honestly, I I give words. You know me. I give words all the time. I'll sit down with a politician or entertainer or whoever, and I'm like going, God, do I really believe what I'm saying right now? Oh Jesus, oh Jesus. You know, I have the fear of the Lord the whole time, and I because I'm so cerebral. There's so many times I don't believe in what I'm saying, and I'm like. I'm like, God, I mean, this unction that's coming out of me, I have to backtrack and just weigh it with you. Like, do I really, do I, and so just for people to hear that vulnerability of like, like that's one of the reasons why I started tracking too, is I I just want to give people my email in case I need to apologize. (laughs) I totally get that. And now that I've been doing it long enough, I'm like, oh God, you're so good. Like you're so faithful. But there's that, that moment where you're sharing things and that's good for our listeners to hear too is, is we're (laughs) doing what we're doing and still have moments of like, Oops, is that that is you, right, God? And I think I think what happens the longer you walk with God, the more you know your heart, your spirit's voice, and your hormones or emotional, as you would say, your hormones, emotional or mind or intellect. You you learn the difference. Yeah. And you know, if we keep our, you, you know, what the last thing Paul said, 
about himself before he left the earth. Of course, well, yeah. this is the last book he wrote. This, this to me is really grips me, is he said, I thank God that I have served him with a pure conscience. And you know, there's something to be said about keeping a pure conscience. Matter of fact, this That's is something true. that I'm going to be writing probably the next book on. And uh, if our conscience is clear, the ability to hear the Spirit is clear. If our conscience is muddied, that then is the ability good. to hear the Spirit so is muddied. And so it's so important that we guard our consciences and keep them clear. Well, that's a great place to end, a great thought to end on so people can really go deep with that. And I just want to give people a chance to get a hold of you through your materials and through your website. So tell us the best ways to Oh, they can go to johnbevere.com, I think it is, or they could go to messengerinternational.org. So, or they, they can just go Great. to Amazon, whatever, whatever's easiest for them. They'll Absolutely. get better deals if but they I come to our ministry. To get a part. <laughs> yes. I was going to say that. I was going to say, I'd encourage you to go straight to their ministry and sign up for their newsletter list and see what John and Lisa are doing. And they're just such a, a power couple because they're so real, not because they're so like, like what John started at the show saying is that God uses us first Corinthians one, because we're the least that he's not the greatest, but he can display his strength and wisdom through us that confounds wisdom of the world. And I just believe that you got, God is continually raising you guys up, advancing you because you're such a real voice and you're such a voice that, that puts the light on God in such a beautiful way. So we're so encouraged that you're on the show. Thanks for being with us today. Seriously. And, and thank you for what you do in, in the pastoring and the, what you've done for the body of Christ. It just, to me, I, I'm in awe of what God does through you now that I've gotten to know you now for almost a year. Um, I just watch your life and I follow you on Instagram and I, I just, I'm so grateful for you, Sean. <laughs> I, I just can't express that in enough words and deeply and profoundly enough. And I really, really mean it. I'm not a person that flatters. My friends know that, but I just see such a purity on your gift. And that's what drew me to you when I first met you. And just, just keep walking in that purity because that gift in you is so strong and so needed in the earth today. And I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because the purity and the gift, the combination of the two, because it, just, re, it just, just comes out of you, it oozes out of you, is going to inspire so many people to walk in the prophetic, but to do it in a very pure way because that gift we need. And that gift can be so easily polluted. So... Thank you. Oh, I so appreciate it. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our. You're, best. you're doing a great job, buddy. <laughs> no, I really receive your words of affirmation. Though I just, we're, I, I, I'm hoping that people can just keep a love based, authentic, balanced perspective when it comes to the supernatural. And I think if we do that, then God can trust us with so much. And so I appreciate you're saying that towards me because I want to be entrusted. You know, I really do. Well, thanks for listening today, you guys. Thanks so much, John, for being on the show. And we hope to hear from oh, you again. Oh, I would love to be on again. It'd be a pleasure. You're, you're a friend. And anything Lisa and I can do to serve you and your wife and family and ministry, let us know. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. And I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.